From Breaking Bad to Calling Saul, agents led by Son of Call. Oh, Game of Thrones, who's the next to die? House of Cards is full of lies. Supergirl just flew on by. We're chilling, watching Netflix. How much time's gone by? We're talking TV. From suits to supernatural. Talking TV. Blacklist and the Rebels. Sherlock's Big Bang with Orphan Black. True Detective bombed at second crack. The Walking Dead. Arrow and the Flash. Marvel TV, this is episode nine. Maddie and Mitch talking about, well, the Marvel TV shows, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Gifted. That's what we focus on. Obviously, sprinkle some other Marvel TV goodness in there. Today, though, Maddie, as we teased last week, uh, we are just going to focus on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It was not a two-part finale uh, air-wise, but certainly what we did watching it. I think it works. I think yeah. it works, too, as a two-parter. I think the last probably six or eight episodes have worked as two-part you know, um, oh, I'm, glad, I'm glad you said two parts because I couldn't have watched like six in a row. I would have. I know, no. My I... eyes would have rolled so far back <laughs> into their head. I would have just. My eyes would have popped. And you know, as you can tell, with the uh, with the release day, I mean, you know, what I worry about with with getting a geek, we're, we when we start these podcasts, we start them and we're up to date with when they're oh, airing on TV. Best intentions, absolutely best intentions, and then you know, life gets in the way, and me being ridiculously pathetic it gets in the way too and <laughs> having to cancel recording sessions and all of a sudden it's six months later and bang we're back again i don't want to pretend it's fresh i want to pretend like this is the first time we're watching stuff um hey, but we're putting in as much effort as the writers do for the back half of the season that might be fitting um but you know what hey look we're also part of our sister podcast get in a gate that is designed to be a First time watch and a rewatch for the rest of us. And it, this show is 15, 20 years old, depending on the episodes. Like, we're not exactly. trying to hide it. Pretend it's new. That's what we're doing today. So, while uh, this is uh, going up, publishing in August of 2019, here I am about to review two episodes, a finale of season five, which I think aired in April of 2018. Um, <laughs> but hey, you're welcome for me. I finally. Watched the end of Shield, Maddie. You watched a long time ago, but you went, "No, nah, I'll come in. I'm going to do it. We're going to talk about it. I'll know. even not talk about Gifted, which I really want to talk about, just so that you can get your Shield out I'm, of your system." I'm an OCD completionist. Thank like you. Like I, you know, I've got. We're so close. Mm. It's like I may not be back for season six, mm-hmm. but you know what? By damn, I'll finish season five. <laughs> and I, I feel like I'm a completionist. I'm just like it's like a marathon. You know, I'm not going to complete it straight up. It's not a sprint. I'm, I'm eventually going to get there. Like that's it. It's been months since our last episode. It's not going anywhere. No, it's really not. Short of, short of an apocalypse, it's always going to be somewhere for you to watch. And we really wanted it to go somewhere, and like you said, the back half of the season. And we're here to see whether it actually did or didn't. We're talking about the final two episodes of Season 5 of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, the Force of Gravity, and then fittingly, the final episode called The End. Well, is it is it fitting now that they've come back for two more seasons? Absolutely. So I know when we talk about Stargate on Get Into Gate and we hit the finales as we did not too long ago with season six, uh, you have got always got some great trivia about the fact that the, the showrunners did or didn't know at that particular point in time of production whether they were coming back for another season. Now, like you said, we are in a, in a point in time where season six of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has just wrapped up in the States. It's about to wrap up in the next couple 
couple of weeks in Australia. And our very own, as far as Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. goes, May, Ming-Na Wen, tweeted, I've just filmed my last day of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. film. And I'm like, hang on, you've just... Season six is just how could you possibly no season seven? She's just wrapped up filming wow, the season finale, series finale of Agents of Shield. I am literally two seasons behind the actors, <laughs> one season behind the rest of TV. Um, but it did make me think about that. Watching this final episode, did they know whether or not they were coming back again? And I want to say that they didn't. I think so too. I'm fairly certain because obviously yeah. this came out. Around the time of Infinity War. Yeah. And yeah, I think I think they were wrapping it up. I mm. mean, to call it the end, to kill Coulson, yep. it's the end. Yeah, kill him with it. I think had they have actually killed him, we see his death on screen, you know that they knew they were coming back. Because they're not mm. really going to do that to that character. The character is such a fan favourite. And we will. We, I don't necessarily want to skip straight to the end, but we will touch on it a lot more later on. But yeah. the way that it does end, it, where, he, where he is, who he's with... Everything that led up to that in the last sort of five or ten minutes, and the fact that he is still alive, even though we get told he's going to die, I want to say that they wanted to give him a, a happy ending with impending doom. Um, yeah, well, I mean, he already did his death scene back in Avengers, back yep. in, what, 2012 or whatever it mm. was. He's had his death scene. Yep. And that was, I don't think you can beat that death scene. No. As far as you that was a brilliant death scene. Yeah. So it's like... Nothing they can do is going to match that. So mm. I think it was a nice way to go out. I'm still not 100% on the whole Colson May relationship. Yeah, it, still it weird. It feels icky to me. Yeah. I like, did, I did. I mean, saying that, their first like proper kiss, you know, it's in front of Daisy and, you know, they're being fired at. Like it was just like kind of too cheesy, but it was it was, it was like when they say something's so, so bad it's good. This was so cheesy. It was, mm. I liked it. Um, <laughs> when, you know, he has his hand that's got the, the energy shield pop out of it and he's deflecting all these bullets while he pulls in May with one arm and just like fully gets into her. Mm. Daisy's looking on going, what the shit? Mum and dad, what are you doing? <laughs> and then she goes off and does her little force powers and whatever. And then they stop kissing. It's like, were you just prepared to die while you were kissing her? If mm. they decided to shoot you anywhere lower than the upper middle chest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it still still felt still felt a little bit weird. Yeah. And again, it's nothing to do with anything else except for the fact that these just seem more like partners, soldiers of, right? of equal placement and neutral gender that just felt a little bit weird. Like, a, a weird in the story, why did you need to do that to make yeah, it's, it's anything like else Just because it's it like they're, they're around each other. It's yeah. like, they're all pairing off. It's like, you know, Daisy was with Lincoln for a long time because it's like, oh, she, he's around and he's an inhuman and she's an inhuman too, so they're going to get together. Mm. And then obviously Fitz, Fitzsimmons are endgame. Like, yes. that's obviously Fitzsimmons, I'm totally down with that. That's been a thing from the start. Yeah. That's fine. But then you've got, like, Mac and Yo-Yo pairing up and now Colson and Mabe. Why does everyone have... Maybe it's just because I'm habitually single. I don't like <laughs> yeah. it. But I'm like, why does everybody have to pair up? Yeah. And I, I like the dynamic of May and Coulson as just being besties. Yeah. They, they're a man... They're a straight... Well, as far as we know, a straight man and a woman who can be besties without there being any sexual tension. Yeah. Why can't that be a thing? Why mm. does it always... We've got all those other relationships that we can focus on. Why does everybody have to pair up? Yeah. Yeah, just it's, and you know to bring a little bit of our gifted into it, I because I, that's why I still like the idea that he had the the cellist out there, Amy Acker from season I want to say season one, maybe it was season two, where you heard about in Avengers yeah. prior to his death, which gave it a little bit more impact when he did die. 
We never heard of him having a girlfriend. The idea that that Agent Coulson from three of the MCU movies before Avengers maybe had a girlfriend when you reintroduce him in the Avengers, you reintroduce Iron Man, he's like, oh, you got a cellist. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, no worries. And then he dies and they're like, oh, he had someone. Yeah, it was a cellist. And you're like, oh, man, he's left someone. Yeah. We'd never seen or heard of her before an hour before that in, in story-wise. And then uh, there was Constant Zimmer back in like season two or season three. Yep. Maybe she was, And I never quite knew whether they were mm. in a relationship or well, that was just fiery sex with Constant Zimmer. I felt like that was a much more physical relationship because yeah. they were at each other on a business level. They didn't agree with each other, but they had set like a little relationship on the side. Yeah. yeah. And then it was like, were they only doing that so that they had access to the other person to Absolutely. sort of use them for information and yeah, stuff like yeah. that? And wasn't it only like a season or a season and a half ago that May reconnected with her husband yep. who became Lash and then was killed? So it's like, it felt very quick Yeah, for her to sort of get over that and get on to Coulson. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was, it was, I mean... We'll get over that and get under Colson. <laughs> oh, I don't I mean, know. May, well, may it be the that's a whole. Yeah, 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 it's a whole other podcast we could delve into that. She's in charge. We so wished. But um, <laughs> yeah, like I, I just kind of like the idea that they've both had their, their loves out there and it's got nothing to do with their relationship. But anyway, yeah. the writers deemed it the case. And If, if anything, I probably would have... Because at the end, I was like, okay, fair enough. I almost would have probably been more emotional and teared up if they weren't in a relationship yeah and may decided to stay with him yeah for sure yeah like to me that would be that's the ultimate bro move yeah you know it's like if one of us was you know terminal or something like that and was yep. going to and the other one was next to us that that's a total like just best friend that's a friend thing and mm. it's just like i i would have related more to that than i would have this weird forced relationship that yeah. they kind of were in, but kind of, uh, yeah. Yeah. And it's not that sort of show where it'd be different if it was, you know, your favorite type. If it was a CW show in its first season and you're like, <laughs> you're going for that very mix, maybe even a 60 40 in, in the way, um, sorry, I felt my phone buzzing. Um, 60 40, slightly more favored to the female audience trying to get them involved by having, you know, a couple of relationships. Will they, won't they? This is the end of the fifth season to a spin-off of this multi-billion dollar franchise. I don't think at this stage you're trying to get people involved with a will they, won't they, with yeah. a guy in like, what, late 40s, early 50s and a, and a woman in her early 40s or something. Like, that's not mm, bringing think, in the I kids. I think you find she's in her early 50s. She I just, know she is, but I'm she just, just saying, looks like, really character-wise, I don't oh, know. Like, yes, yes, I don't know what, I'm, I'm trying to like, down, you know, like, I have no idea, but yeah, she actually, she absolutely does look amazing. Mm. She doesn't look any different to what she did in the '90s when she did Chun Li. Yeah, absolutely. Bar. Yeah, gorgeous. So it's, it's not bringing the kids in, you know. So it just felt it's it's always been a weird place, and I'm I'm glad that we've agreed on that. But yeah. you know, they felt it deemed the case, and you think about well, if this is the way they wanted to end the show, it's not like they were in off and got married or anything. They just I'm, I'm of, glad for that. Yeah, it didn't go any further. Um, yeah, but I mean, it took four. What was it? Was it? Was it this season? It was yeah. It was this season when um, Fitzsimmons got married. Got married. That, was, that yeah. was only like five, six episodes yeah. ago. That was the hundredth, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, it took them like three seasons to even sort of admit they right? even really wanted to be with that each was, other. That was know? our will they, won't they? Yeah. That was the, like the whole. It's like all the audience, everyone else knew that those two were going to be together except Fitz and Simmons. Yeah. You know, and then the whole series has been about keeping them apart. Yeah. Like you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. when he got his brain damage, and then when she got that was season two. See, end of season two, she got to, she went to the other planet, went to the other planet, and, and she fell in love with another there, bloke. You know? That kind so of stuff. In another season to win her back. That yeah. all worked. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then there was like um Evil Simmons from the yeah. from the network was it not the network? The, the, the um, wire wireframe? Oh, the, uh, yeah, the the frame was the framework. The framework. The framework. <laughs> yeah. And for some reason she was upset with him in there and uh, mm. I don't know what's going on. So I'm just like and then you had the whole 
Mac Yo Yo doing yeah. all this, I'm and I kind of like it's it's not Fitz and Simmons, it's a different relationship, but I'm I'm fine with that. Like just because Mac is such a different character, and then Yo Yo so different, but like you said, with Fitz and Simmons have been there from the start. Mac's come into it. Um, well, Mac has Max come into it, you know, only after a season, you know, after a season. Yeah, he or came two. in like season two, or season you know, two Yo Yo, another season or two after that again. Whereas, yeah, like you said, Colson and May have been in it from the start, and it's never been a case of oh, I can't wait till they get together. Yeah, and, and even it's, even in the flashbacks, there was there never nah. seemed to be any sexual tension. No, nah. ever. Yeah. It's like one yeah. writer's come in, and obviously they did would have to have the showrunner's yeah. permission, but it's almost just like one writer's come in and going, yeah, f- it, you know. Yeah. Everyone else is paired up. Why not? Yeah. Bit like the way that if you're watching Friends back in the day, you're like, okay, so there's Ross and Rachel and Chandler and Monica are together. Who's left? There's Joey and Phoebe. Then, well, no, hang on, Joey went and hooked up with Rachel for a little while. And you're like, oh, okay, well, I guess, I guess, I guess yeah, Ross and Phoebe we, are going to hang out we've together. Got it. We can't, we can't let Ross and Monica hook up. That's yeah. we can't let that happen. <laughs> there's only so many equations yeah. that work here. And oh, okay, Phoebe married Paul Rudd, and oh, Joey was left single. Okay, cool. That was almost like good. You didn't pair everyone up. You yeah. know, they went off and found other loves or no one because he's the like you said, yeah. perpetual single guy. And then they so. gave him a terrible spinoff. Yes. And so it deserved only the last one season. So, um, look, like I said before, with this recording happening so many months after our last episode, and well over a year since this episode even aired in Australia, no less, let alone um, the states, I hadn't seen the previous episode to this in like four or five months since I saw episode been a while. twenty. It's been a while, so. Agents of Shield are really good for having the previously on, and they tell you exactly what you need to know yeah, to have this one make sense. So that was good, but immediately I was back, and the first you know couple of minutes after the previously on of the actual episode, I was immediately back to where we were in our last recording and the recording before that, and probably several before that again, saying, "Oh man, what are they just throwing shit at the wall and see what sticks?" And even mm. the stuff that doesn't stick, well, we've got to run on with it anyway, you know, and come towards the end of this episode where you see Talbot after a very cool death like you know Quake just boom blasting him through the atmosphere from below ground mind you and then you just see him floating through space and I'm like that makes it seem like he was the big bad of this season potentially even the underlying big bad of the series you finally killed Talbot it's like motherfucker he was good three episodes ago. He was a bit of a, a you know, a, a cog in the machine there for a little while through a couple of seasons. Then he was friendly, but he was only friendly to a point where it helped him. And he knew they were on the same side. They just had, him and Colson had different ways of yeah. achieving the of the goals. But the, oh, I don't know. I and just... then my main issue is, well, his powers is gravity. Yeah. So she pushes him up really, really high. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna go back down. That's okay. His power is gravity. Yeah. Could he just not slow himself down? Like I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I mean, it was all that guy liner that got in the way. Yeah. That's what it was. And I like the idea that within the story, more than two or three people, at the very least, brought up the fact of like, what are you wearing? You know, <laughs> why do you look like that? Even his kid, he's like, no, it's okay. I'm a superhero now, and I dress like this. I have a really cool costume. I even yeah. have friends that have superpowers, and they're aliens. It's like. Dude, are you like what? That makes you really think. I know this is a spin-off to the movies, and it references the movies all the time. The movies never reference it whatsoever, but for its own existence, it exists in the same world as the MCU. So, how normal is it? And this might be thinking about it way too deeply, but how normal is it for people to go around and refer to the things as superheroes being real things? Like the fact we're in Australia, mm. we wouldn't have superheroes in the MCU that we know of as as of yet after twenty three movies, but. 
we'd be going, oh, there's that Iron Man, there's that character over there, and there's that big green monster, and there's that alien thing, God, that visits from outer space every now and again, and that whole Avengers team, and they've fought off these, you know, yeah. world-threatening bad guys every couple of years. Like, that's just a thing. So, like, the idea that he could come into his son and go, it's okay, son, I'm a superhero. And I'm like, is that term, does it mean yeah. the same thing to what it does to you and I who watch superhero TV shows and read superhero comics? You know, it just... I don't know, just such yeah. an offhanded sort of reference and he's just getting around and it, it made sense for his character, like how like brainwashed he was with his own power. Yeah, and obviously the Gravitonium sort of has been set up to send people crazy and bonkers mm. and all that kind of stuff as well. But yeah, I don't know. And then he and then he shouted that well not shouted, but he he cited that one I feel like it's like the it's the catchphrase of the motto for like domestic violence. Yeah. He's, he's like Look what you made me do. Yes. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Either that or he was, you know, he was referencing Taylor Swift. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like when a, you know, when a white cisgender man's like, look what you made me do before he does something really, really violent. Yeah. There's no redeeming of someone no. at that point. It's no. Like, okay, he's, he's, he's dead. And I like They're that, you know, his him. son immediately called him out on it. Like he was scared, but then when he got a moment to breathe, he was like, you're the monsters. No, 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 these guys, I'm just giving a warning shot. He's like, no, 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 you've just done this, you've done that, and I'm not into it. And that was it. Like, that's what I found, even though it was weird that they made him out to be this, you know, big bad guy and he had no redemption left in the show. At the same time, we never saw his wife or his son after the moment where his son told him to f*** off and he floated up into the sky. Like, I don't know, there was no moment with, not that I wanted them rushing into the city to try and save him or to give each other one last glimpse or for Colson to even go and catch up with the family and go, you guys are going to be okay, we'll look after you. But it just felt like, yeah, okay, thanks, we, we don't need you anymore. You know, like they've been part of the show as long as Talbot has because he's always done it for his family and he's always been yeah. scared for his son and his wife's always been looking out for him engaging in this very dangerous, very real world. So... I don't know. It's it's just been a whole mess. It's like they started something five, six, seven episodes ago, and it's like uh, we've they got backed to themselves somehow. Into a corner, yeah. yeah, it's like you know, it, I almost would have preferred it if they you know brought in um, the the Cree father from mm. was it Cassius mm. from the first half of the season, and there was like there was that one Cree, and I'm like, is that is that Cassius's father? Yeah, I'm like it almost like I would have liked him to have been the bad guy, and yeah. And done something. There were so many characters introduced, like, you know, the whole consortium and mm. all that kind of stuff. For then all to just be using Talbot and the Gravitonium at the end, I'm like, Yeah. Really? Well, even when they brought back in their, like, uh, epilogues that are seen however many weeks ago, and we flash back to Ruth Negger's character from, what, season two or whatever, and then she was in the truck with the guy that was oh, originally yeah. trying to steal Gravitonium in, like, episode four or five, and it's like, why do we need that? Why is Gravitonium coming back into it? Like, it was a it was a plot device. It was a MacGuffin in episode four of the entire series, but then it's come back to play so much more of a role without well, any great payoff. It's weird that it's like, well, it's, it's we've got weird. that cool thing. This is why I think they really were ending this the show, because... They were bringing back so many things. They were like, oh, Daisy's gone and dug up her mum's bones mm. for some reason. So it was like, Daisy's mum. Then they're referencing Centipede, which was obviously um, uh, Jay August from like season one with the yeah. Centipede thing. Uh, Gravitonium. It's like they're, I, they're all just trying to bring back all the things. And then about 20 minutes into the first episode, uh, Gemma goes, 
we've come full circle. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. She really just said it. She really just said well, it. Well, she kind of went all the way, like right at the end, she went, did a full turnaround where we've been so annoyed, definitely you more than I. Um, when <laughs> That's she was like us. <laughs> no, but just the, I am invincible. I can't die because I'm alive in the future. <sighs> or, you know, I, I have, you know, grand, our grandson's here. So until we fall pregnant with our child that is his parent, um, we're fine. It's like, no, that's not how this shit works. Well, it might be, but you don't know that for a fact. It's all theory at this stage. And then it was really kind of left open-ended for me. What did you get with the Zeke's empty room thing right at the end? Were they trying to say Zeke ran away or Zeke was blinked out of existence? I don't. I don't understand because I don't know. I I feel like I, I either I missed that or I forgot about it entirely. Because he's like packing up his room and packing up the lemons and all that kind of stuff and saying goodbye. And... Oh, of course. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Because he, he, it was like a storage room at that point. Like, yeah. When they, well, that was when they were wor- really worried that it was going to be. We've got to prepare for the future because it's about to happen. The world's about to rip. In half. Yeah. And um, then it's like then there's obviously we'll get to it. Obviously, talk about it a bit later. But you know, obviously, Fitz's death. He's crushed yeah. by the. So it's like well, unless. Gemma is already pregnant. Zeke can't exist. Yeah. So yeah, that, oh, I, I wasn't save sh- it until we talk about it later. But yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I I guess I just thought like uh, you had told me a couple of episodes ago that the actors loved him so much, and that's why that character stuck around for the yeah. rest of the series. So I just presumed, oh well, as long as the show. Then again, if they didn't know that they were coming back. Maybe he does walk off and live his own life somewhere else, or he does just blink out of existence. Yeah, because because we never did see at the end of the first half of the season when we all go sort of back in time. Mm. The last thing we see is um, was it Flint and that girl, the yep. guy and the girl, and they're in their ship and they're and it's like, well, I was waiting for them to blink out of existence because by us changing the the future, they don't exist unless it's an alternate timeline yep. dimension, all that kind of stuff. So, yes, I don't know if Zeke was blinked out of existence. Because was there stuff... I can't remember. Was there stuff in the room? Or was all his stuff gone as well? Like, it was fully empty. That's what I didn't... Because it's like, well, if he didn't exist, would all that stuff be there? It was very confusing. Yeah. It was very confusing. So, I'm wondering if, yeah, they did leave that open-ended. So, it's like you could choose your own adventure there. Yeah. In case they did come back. It was one of those... And then, you know, you start getting into the shared universe of the whole thing. I know this episode came out a year before Endgame, and even if it was the same time, the writers of the film aren't going to divulge their secrets to the writers of the spin-off TV show. Yeah. But I found myself wondering, how does the idea of this time travel play into that which was given to us in Endgame? Because when we had this time travel in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. a year ago when it came out, it was cut, copy, paste, standard, procedure time travel that's in most mainstream films if you change something in the past the future gets affected so the idea that yeah if they did come back and they if Fitz and Simmons did die bang Zeke was going to he'd be dead he'd be, yeah. he wouldn't he would he totally cease to exist back to the future photo just disappear out. in yeah. front of him but then it's like well is is what happened to them the the monolith that took them into the future is that separate to them in Endgame traveling through the quantum realm to the way that I try to perceive it as an alternate reality rather than, mm. well, as we find out, it's not their own timeline. Like, they can go back and change all they want. It's not affecting their timeline because their timeline's already happened and poof, your mind's going to explode. <laughs> um, but is it separate to that? Does, does If Simmons was to die, she can't give birth to any children. Does Zeke 
die in front of her or is it Endgame style where it's like, well, that future's a different to one than what mm. we're in or our past is different to that future's past because it's a se- separate timeline. I like to think of it being separate to Endgame because then it makes a bit more sense because it's pretty standard sort of time travel, whereas Endgame, while fun, kind of breaks its own rules but kind of doesn't and it's different to most other mainstream time travels we get. But yeah, yeah I don't know about Zeke. I, yeah, I want to say that it that would all be dependent on whether or not they knew whether they were coming back um, yeah. about what they want to do with him because you'd think that they want to hang on to him. Um, but also with the not knowing whether they're going to come back or not, I think the progression of Daisy fits into that too because she had some really killer moments in this double episode yeah. and by the end of it was super powerful she dictated her own leader like she, Coulson goes you're the leader now and she goes no 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 I, by being leader I'm going to make Mac the new leader but she sort of come full circle of herself where she was very capable very mature mm. and her powers had gotten to a stage where she was so yeah, like powerful. The, the battle between her and and uh, Talbot it's like they're not super strong yes mm. they have you know he's got his gravity powers um quake has always been more like vibrations it's kind of like a yeah. vibrational kind of thing she's got so it's like but they don't have super durability and super strength so it's like them mm. surviving those big hits they were getting I'm yep. like whoa mm-hmm. are they using their powers to kind of cushion the fall yeah. or what's I mean Daisy's only ever really been able to project from her hands so yeah. I'm like yeah that was that was a bit odd yeah I think the first episode by far the best moment for me and it was toward the end but it was a bit of a like I said before a bit of a lackluster sort of start to this two-parter because it was oh god this yeah that's right this is what this is about and this is how long it's been dragging on but she's for the first couple of scenes we thought she was stuck on the other side of the galaxy, because that's what that alien told her, the Korath guy was like, oh, we're on the edge of the galaxy and blah, 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 and your friends will be with us soon. And then he tells her, oh, you don't have your powers because you're actually in your own mind and I've switched that off. You know, we're, we're having this conversation. It's a completely mental thing mm. and you can't use your powers against me in here. That's not how it works. And then she comes around in the next scene or the one after that and says, no, 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 I'm in full control of my powers and... You just see her in the real world as she's being carried through this ship, just blink, eyes open, and then flip, and then powers like, holy shit, that's such like a a power moment for that character, obviously, because there's powers on show, but just the idea that she had matured to the point where she is in complete control of her powers, she can't just be overruled by somebody else, like she's maturing to this point, and then come the second episode where she was abusing Coulson, how dare you, you know, like, make us sacrifice everything for you, then make these decisions that are going to get you killed anyway, but then she still had to go out and fight Talbot, and it was a one-on-one fight. You know, it was like, like I said before, it was like Talbot all this time had been the phantom villain of the show. And then finally he's out there. The big bad is revealed. And this hero who's come from this like side hacker that was trying to bring down the establishment in episode one, come the end of episode, you know, 100 and something, bang, she is the hero that's going up against the bad guy. And so I think while it was kind of sucky for Talbot, it really worked for me for for Daisy, and if they were going to end the show right now, I'm happy where they left her off. Yeah. Even though she might not go on and, and, and achieve all the wonderful things that character did in the comics or anything else like that, I think for what the show gave us and the limitations the show could reach with its own characters, I would have been happy with where Yeah, Daisy the fact was. that she was very willing to just defer that power. She's like, I don't want to be leader, give it a Mac. Yeah. 
And I wasn't mad. I was like, it's weird just because no one else wants it. It's like, yeah. it's like Colson obviously would have given it to May and May's like, I don't want it. And yeah. he's like, okay, well, Daisy, you have it. She's like, I don't want it either. Yeah. It's like, well, who else has left? Mac. Yeah. You know, that's kind of it. It's like they've killed off Fitz. Mm. So it's like, okay, well, I guess, I guess Mac's in charge now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, I did like that Daisy was full. But Daisy didn't seem to get any kind of resolution with Yo-Yo, which I found was the weirdest thing because they were mm. going at it yeah. like an episode ago over digging up her bones and all the other stuff that they're going on about. Yeah. I don't feel like they got a resolution at all. Just no, at the end, they're so just much. like, okay, all's forgiven, happy. And it's like, oh, I kind of liked that they yeah. were not happy with each other. It was kind of for the viewer, I guess, to fill in the gaps because you did have that moment where Yo-Yo sort of was looking at Coulson and was like, oh my God, what have I done? You know, because it was her, it was her arguments for Coulson dying that put her against the rest of the team with the point where she was happy mm. to sacrifice probably everyone in that team for the greater good. She's like, yeah. look, he's Colson. And then she did have that moment. She goes, but he's just one man. It's like, Oh man, he's been around in the MCU for the last 10 right. years. You can't just say that. And obviously everyone was, you know, I said a couple of podcasts ago, the best and worst thing about this show is that there's no real, there's no real question about the characters that, are they good or aren't they? Because you just know they're, they're 100% good. They might go yeah. about things a different way. None of them are ever going to be compromised. They're always out for the greater good. We're not worried about them ever breaking yeah, up they might a go a little bit grey sometimes, but they're altruistic no matter what. It's yeah. always for the good of humankind, humanity and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, like, qu- clearly the rest of the team were always going to fight for Colson surviving. She was only saying that stuff, yo-yo, because she had spoken to herself and she was so absolutely convinced there's only one way about this, Colson must die. Same way as Gemma was so convinced that she was freaking invincible and then come the end of the season both of them were convinced the other point was that Yogo's like oh Colson didn't have to die we just had to do things a little bit differently as hard as that is because you don't know whether your yeah. past self tried those same different but things but are they are they both still convinced they're invincible god I hope not because it's like they're still alive yeah. and in the future they were alive so yeah. just because they've killed Talbot really that shouldn't make any difference yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's like Whoa. I like in the previous one they showed that footage of um of Daisy or the photo and it said this is you're the world killer in the future she's like you're the world killer here's a the last picture we had of of the world killer before the world was destroyed and it was Daisy running away from as we see later in the episode the Quinjet or a smaller drop off ship and then they show that later on it's like shit all this is still coming everything that happened before is happening once again and I'm like how was that the last time anyone saw her because that was sort of like you know on a side street very quiet where they sort of mm. dropped down the ship and then they drop Daisy off. And then she runs out into the middle of the busiest street in whatever city they're in, Chicago, and fights Talbot. And I'm like, you tell me not one person is pulling out a phone and yeah. recording that. Because isn't the implication it's like their fight is what yes. split the world? Yeah. So it's like surely while that's he was happening... Utilized, like when he was like basically eating her and was going to use that power and that was what, you know, he was going to get too yeah. greedy and that was going to destroy the world. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like no one in that fu- in that alternate future noticed that... Two people were fighting, then suddenly she disappeared because he absorbed her. Yeah. Like, even if they don't know that, it's like she disappeared, and then he's the one that ends the world. Yeah. This big, like, Zod looking motherfucker, like, yeah. with his <laughs> goatee and his cape and his yeah. It's like, you got a bad guy cape on, come on, you know. Yeah, it's like he's going to rise up and have give some melodramatic speech before he, you know, explodes the world. But I assume accidentally that he would absorb Daisy and wouldn't know how to handle her powers and it would yeah. counteract with the gravitate art. I'm just kind of glad it's over. (laughs) (laughs) And I found myself trying to listen for more references to what was happening around the rest of the world because I know that, what, two episodes ago that they were dropping 
mentions of like an alien ship somewhere, and I'm like, oh, yeah. oh, that's that's that, the circle ship. That's that's the um, Q ship, which the Q they didn't ship. show. Sorry, yeah. That was the cop out for me. They showed devastation in New York. Yes, like, all the cleanup, the, the cleanup. Yeah. But at no point was there any amateur footage of the Q ship and stuff like yeah. that. And I'm like, that's a cop out because yeah, there's no we... there's no credible news source that would be showing the devastation. Oh my god! No. Without sh- if they they would have found some, they would have paid ten grand for someone who filmed it on their phone. Yep. Um, Iron Man missing, you the, could have up. Yeah. Like we we saw that they did that in Infinity War. They had a thing up saying that he he. Well, and seen. even at the start of Infinity War, when we catch up with uh, Wanda and Vision, yes. and then they look at they're in Belfast looking at that TV that's showing a Q ship. Yep. In and it's like they could have just used that Vision. Mm. They, re- they literally could have taken that that little insert. Yeah. And would have been cool. And played that in um. In Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a cop-out for me. Yeah, the movies don't have to reference the TV show because they never have, but the TV show feeds off the movies a lot of times. And, yeah, they could have, like, that that footage alone, like, you're right, would have just just been enough of a nugget in there to go, oh, wow, they're really invested in one another. You know, they're giving each other some footage. So, yeah. yeah. I, I and did... then there was this, sorry, no. there was this whole weird crap with Talbot and his ship too. It's like he was going to crash the ship and he needed the Quinjet, but then <laughs> they had the other... Drop ships, and it's like, well, wasn't the ship trashed last week? Mm. And there was a lot of just filler I found with all that kind of stuff. He really did crash that ship, though, the alien one. Like, when he rides it in, <laughs> and like, you're like, oh, what's going to happen? He's going to hover above the ship, just crash building. And then he kind of just landed on about 20 skyscrapers and yeah. like destroyed them. I'm like, what the? F- and that just seems unnecessary. And it's like, from the human, human race's point of view, it's like you got these giant Q ships, you know, over New York and over like Belfast and then suddenly there's a different kind of ship that's yep. Chicago's not that far from New York really no. so it's like there's this other ship crashing into thing that no one's covering yep. it's got nothing to do with anything else from a different alien race yeah. the Q ships don't notice that there's another spaceship crashing into Chicago while they're trying to do their stuff yeah it's like, come on, guys. And I really feel like that's not something that you have to get the movie and the TV people talking to so that they're each covering it from their own perspectives. Uh, admittedly, you don't want to like see the movie on like April 24 in America and then go, shit, we're on air next week. We need to do a couple of cutaway scenes. Let's get the crew back to film some shit. But like, I don't know. Surely they there's some people that are aware of what's going on. And it's like, hey, look, I can't tell you what's happening in Infinity mm. War, but just... I don't know if you guys do anything in New York. You, oh, we're doing Chicago. Uh, it's probably worth knowing. Alien ship above New York. Yeah. Destroy some stuff. Big giant um, O. Big O. Yeah, here's a picture of it. Uh, look, hey, here's, here's a bit of news footage. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like, don't use it. Don't use it if you don't have to, but it's there if you do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's kind of infuriating. And I guess especially now that we are in a post-Comic-Con world compared to it being months and months and months away in our last episode, <laughs> is that we know that Marvel Studios, like this is Marvel TV, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., mm. and the Agent Carters and even the Netflix shows, they are Marvel TV. They're handled by a Marvel TV head and Jeff Loeb. Marvel Studios, the film side, the Kevin Feige side, they're making TV shows under the Marvel Studios umbrella for Disney+. Plus, So you are getting your Loki TV show. You are getting your Scarlet mm. Witch and Vision. You are getting your Falcon and Winter Soldier. But that's all still considered part of the... more part of the movie world because Kevin yeah. Feige is going to be overseeing it. So yeah, they putting will... putting the C in the MCU. Cinematic. Yeah. And so that's why I think those shows will just... It, it'll kind of infuriate a little bit more. That's like, well, why couldn't you chat? Like, I get that Kevin Feige and Jeff Loeb apparently had a big falling out years and years ago. And Ke- yeah, Kevin Feige then got more power to do what he wanted to do with the films. And and Loeb's TV side's like, F- you want to ha- handle TV? Oh, 
I didn't like what you said to me last week, so no, 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 no more TV in the films. No, 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 mm. thank you. And that sucks because, you know, I'd love to see... God, imagine if Quake would have been involved in something to do with the last two Avengers movies or something. Oh, can or, you imagine if at the end of Endgame, one little portal opens up and it's Quake, Daredevil and Jessica Jones? Yeah. Something like that. Oh, know? my God. I mean, forget Iron Fist <laughs> Mate, and Luke Cage. You could, you could have redeemed Iron Fist to have well, him show yeah, up that's in true. Endgame with that glowing fist that he uses, I don't know, more than once a season <laughs> and punches the shit. Imagine him laying a fist on Thanos. Like, you, you, it would happen. You'd go, you cool. don't deserve that. But at least you go, wow, you can do some really powerful shit. But yeah, yeah go at the start of Endgame when you had that support group that was running, that director Joe Russo was the main guy that yeah. was speaking. Imagine there's a guy there with, like, shoulder length blonde hair I'm like why couldn't that be Foggy like I know Foggy's cut his oh, hair since but imagine if that was Foggy that would have been cool he didn't even have to say anything but you see that actor there and you're like holy shit he's there maybe Matt Murdock died in the snap and that that's just a cool. reference to tie in the TV world do exist here and they keep you know giving the fans the bullshit answer up until Comic Con this year going oh, I don't know yeah we're, we're, uh, we're always trying to find ways to uh, just that it never really works out yeah. Oh, oh, convenient. God. You know, like I remember seeing mm. Coulson on, you know, Jimmy Kimmel at one point, and then like the Avengers cast, they may must have been coming on like, the next night, or they've been, I don't know, whatever the case was. They were like in another room somewhere, and they were filming something for Coulson. It was like a live cross from like you know twenty meters away, or something. And he's like, "Oh, hey guys!" And they're like, "Oh my god, we miss you. You're not in the movies anymore. You're too cool. You went off got your own TV show." And he's like. Oh, I'd love you to come on my TV show. And they're like, buddy, just give us an invite. We're all waiting for an invite. And it just seems like... Sif got an invite yeah. seasons ago. <laughs> and I just, I'm like, that's so insulting. I'm sure it's all planned. I get that. But from a fan's point of view, it just looks like, you know, when you're that annoying person and you, and you go up to someone who's so much cooler than you and and has better stuff than you, but you, you're too naive to realize they don't like you. And you go, <laughs> hey, watch, we should hang out. They're like, man, I've been... I just, I mean, you've been too busy for me. Yeah. You call me, we'll hang out. Yeah. I thought if I called you, I'd be annoying you. Oh, why don't we say this sooner? And then Coulson <laughs> and the Avengers never spoke to each other again. So, yeah. 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 Um, it would be interesting to know, like, you know, the Confederacy were all about the Gravitonium and stuff like that. What would they have thought of Vibranium? Hmm. Like, why did they not give a shit about the Vibranium that was all over yeah. the planet? And then what would, how would Thanos go against Gravitonium? Like, imagine if it was like yeah. Talbot and Thanos. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could have stopped this whole thing. Thor wouldn't even have to go for the head. Right. If he, we just take you to... See, in a, maybe in an alternate world where they do get along, you've got the alien race that go, hang on, this whole gravitonium is cool. What's this vibranium stuff? Mm, um, what's wow, this... It's... Hang on, where is it? Wakanda. There's a whole nation yeah. built on it. And Sweet, it, let's go there. And it doesn't send people crazy? Talbot goes there to save the day too, sees Thanos, and goes, I'm going to use this gravitonium power on you. Problem solved both ways. Bing, bang, boom. You're introducing the TV world to Wakanda. You're getting mm. Talbot and his superpowers defeating Thanos. It's fine. We avoid Infinity War and avoid Endgame. Which I'm glad we didn't, because those movies were fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, and then there was a weird... I've spoken this to, to to you about this earlier. There's there's a great meme going around, and it's like, it's trying to track. Oh God, what's that alien movie? Prometheus. Mm. And there was that whole oh the, it's like this plus this equals this, and like it was doing all the math of like yeah. goo plus person equals this, alien plus goo equals this, <laughs> yeah. blah, blah blah. Well, I feel like this show had the same thing because it was like centip- centipede plus Jiang cures Coulson. Centipede plus Odium cures Talbot. 
but Colson plus Odium equals Colson death. Mm. Like, mm. how how could that Odium cure Talbot? Yeah. But the Odium scratch is basically what killed Colson at like yeah. halfway during the season. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. I think it's just one of weird. many things in this season where it's just like, this has to happen because we need something to happen because of it. <laughs> Pretty much. What? Chicken or the egg? What are we talking yeah. about here, guys? What's happening? It's like it's like they're playing um, Mad Libs and it's mm. just like they're just leaving blanks for nouns yeah. and verbs yeah. and just going, okay, let's put Gravitonium in that space yeah. and we'll put Odium <laughs> in that space and we'll put Jiang's bones because somehow that came up. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we'll put Jiang's bones in that space and then they just make word soup. Yeah. <laughs> This works. Why? Because it has. Shut up. Because it look, does. Look, superpowers. I thought yeah. it was a really loose line of hope where whoever it was, whether it was Fitz and Simmons or whether it was Mac and Yo-Yo or maybe Daisy was involved. Whoever it was. I only watched this two days ago. I forget everything. Yeah. And they were um, they were saying, well, you know, what, what Yo-Yo told us was that trying to save Coulson is what leads to the world getting destroyed. Well, why is him dying the answer? Why don't we not try to save him? Why don't we actually save him? And I'm like, is that... It, mm, I think that's the same thing as trying to save him, is saving him. Like, I get what you mean. It's like, we tried yeah. to and we failed, so th- 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 that's him dying. So, like, I get that they're just looking for any avenue where he yeah. lives and the world survives. But then I did like that that moment, whether it was between episodes or early on in the um, in the season finale, I'm not, I can't remember now. But it was the moment where they're, like, you know, around the table and they realize with the this plus this equals this, it wasn't just like, hey, let's keep Colson alive and stop him from dying. It was, okay, we're, we're now at a point... Because when they were trying to stop him from dying, that was episodes before Talbot was even yeah, infected that or was, changed. That was back you know? when they are dealing with the with the Kree. Absolutely. So it's just save Colson. And then Yo-Yo's like, old Yo-Yo, was like, if you try to save Colson, the world will destroy. Why? Well, th- just trust me, Colson has to die for the world to, 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 to live on. Okay, cool. And then episodes and episodes later, they realize Talbot goes bad. And then come this season finale they go oh shit no we either defeat it's not save the world or cure colson it's cure colson or destroy bad guy who will destroy well oh shit okay well yeah maybe colson does need to die so i kind of like that moment of realization where it wasn't just like surely one guy's not going to cause the world to die mm. by saving him it's like no we either save him or kill the other bloke and oh shit shit what are we going to do here so yeah it's funny at the start of that you use the word hope because that was the thing that got me is in that whole the one heavy-handed thing with all that is when they said the phrase held together by hope mm. and i'm like oh, oh i felt a little bit uncomfortable there i was like oh hallmark are like we copyrighted that because yeah that was max daughter right was his daughter named hope yes so when he at one stage he was talking about yeah. like hope being the one thing to hold and i'm like why did you have to give that character that line to say? Right? It just seems like you're like, oh, stab Mac in the chest, will you? Just- <laughs> he doesn't hurt enough from his daughter losing her twice, both in reality and in an augmented reality. And then Whatever. they and then they hammer the fact that he still believes in God after everything they've seen and done. Yep. He still holds on to his faith. There's only one God, man. Pretty sure he doesn't dress like that. (laughs) Let's talk about Fitz dying because I have looked at you. I've looked at our friend Benny Clayton, who had, again, like you, long ago watched season five of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I've talked to him about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season six. Now, I really want to, can't wait to finish watching it. And I'm looking forward to blah, 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 season seven and all this other shit going on the MCU. And I'm still yet to finish Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season five. Don't worry, though. I know what happens. I'm like, I know Coulson dies. I 
I know this. And he's looking at me like, do you know? I'm like, it's okay, bro, I know. And he's against spoilers, so of course he's going to question whether I know mm. anything beyond what I've actually seen. And then lo and behold, um, poor old Fitz, he's got a lot of debris picked up off him. And, oh no, you've, you've had a roof stab you through the guts and you're basically <laughs> cut in half. And I'm like, oh, that's going to be tough to come back from. But obviously he does because he's fine. Look he's at him, fits. he's conscious. And then that motherfucker dies. I'm like, yeah. And then they're having like drinks for him, and I'm like, what have I not known this whole time? People are making fun of me. Like, I'm like, I know Colson dies, guys. Big it's joke fine. on Mitch. Spoiler alert. No, Colson lives. And because we go back to Colson, they get put him under the knife, and he wakes up. He seemingly fit as a fiddle, but Fitz is dead. They're all having a drink of scotch. They're all gathered around. Fitz isn't there. Um, mm. Gemma comes down. She's in tears. She's late. They're very cautious about what they say in front of her. They're doing up a little in, in memoriam plaque. Okay, the idea that you never saw the name kind of rung a few alarm bells, but still, I'm like, did not see that coming. Mm. I really didn't see that coming. And I'm like, what? I didn't know that he was leaving. I was sure that I'd read that in season six, even with what I do know about Colson in season six, having not seen it, I'm pretty sure the rest of the main cast is there. Yeah. But then they do that really cool little switcheroo. No, no, no. We're having drinks because Colson is going to die. And Fitz is out there floating somewhere. And oh, he hasn't missed much. And I'm like, oh, mother f- Are you going to go rescue? What the f- what a mind trip for that fit. Holy shit. <laughs> but then that's the that's the confusing part for me is it's like well that fits needs to stay there so that he can fulfill mm. the future stuff but then you've got alternate timelines so and realities. So does that play and... into the end game? Not that they knew this when they wrote it but does that then retroactively fit with the I'd need end wi- game? I'd need a whiteboard, man. Can we get a whiteboard? I'd, I'd need a whiteboard. whiteboard. But does it fit because yeah, I know, I know what you mean without that fits Staying there to rest. Well, then again, the fits you... the fits that died is the fits that's in that tube. Like his future, the future of the guy in that tube dies. Is to wake up, do his stuff, come to this episode, but now that and die. But now that they've fixed their future, there's not going to be a lighthouse waiting for him in space. So he's going to wake up, or is he? And there will be no one to go and save. That, and there will be no way for him to get back that in time. Weird because, grandfather paradox. Yeah, it's quite very literally. paradoxical. Yeah, in terms of how that how that plays out. Yeah, I was to me that was a bit of a cheat. I was like, oh, really? I'd much prefer Fitz to stay. Yeah, in his thing. But they're gonna do it and bring him back. And maybe maybe, maybe it'll screw with the timeline. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, I think I just I was yeah. okay with it because it was the idea, yeah, like that weird paradox situation. But it was also mm. such a surprise to me because I knew Fitz didn't die, and then he did, and then he wasn't, and I was like, "Yeah, just so many emotions." Well, and the the first time I watched it, I don't think they'd been confirmed for a season six nor yet. So it kind of actually reminded me of the final episode of Buffy, another mm. Joss Whedon. Obviously, he's had much more to do with Buffy than he has had to do with <laughs> Agents of Shield in the last six or five six seasons. There is a amazingly poignant yet pointless death yeah. in the last episode of Buffy. It's a character who you do not think is going to die, and they die, and it just breaks you. Like it still to this day breaks my heart in mm. the just the quick pointless death. And then when they're all trying to escape, the person that's in love is like, "Where is so-? just out of frame? Just can't see them because this person that's died is covered by other dead bodies and never gets." Broke my heart. Yeah. That's what I was waiting for with Fitz, but it just didn't quite get there. Yeah. I really wanted that. 
I know, I know what they were going for. Yeah. Like just that pointless death. Like, because that's what death is. Death is pointless. You, you know, in real life, you don't get those beautiful goodbyes mm. and all, you know, on the deathbed confessions and that kind of stuff. So I kind of did like that aspect of it, but yeah, it felt a, it felt a little bit short for me. Yeah. Yeah. But I was also in denial because I love Fitz. Yeah. I absolutely love Fitz. Yeah. Oh, I was I was absolutely in denial. Well, he like, especially when he passed it, I thought they were going to bring him back. I thought it was a fake out when yeah. he, he he was like, I can't feel my legs. And I think, I think I think my leg's really broken, blah, blah, blah. And then he like just faded away and his head dropped. And I was like, holy shit. Holy yeah. shit. He just like, and then <gasps> he's Mac, Mac, um, Mac. And I thought, oh, this is where he's going to say something really nice about Gemma. And he is. I think I think my legs are broken, and I'm like, oh, dude, like, yeah. you you you're, you're so out of it. Like, obviously you're dying. There's so much pain. You're in shock and all this, but like, yeah, you haven't like, you just said, oh my god, this is heartbreaking. But that's actually what I, I wrote down at the time. Even though he, he was dead, he was absolutely dead, and I didn't know that he was going to die, but he died. He was dead completely. I still did note down here in my in my book. I don't know that this is real because Gemma's not there. Yeah. And like you said, death in real life, you don't get these goodbyes, but this is a TV show. These are the will they or won't they from the very first episode. If you're going to kill one of them, the other one will either be there or like Peggy Carter and Captain America in the first Avenger, they're going to be talking to each other somehow. Like they're going to be in mm. communication or being able to physically touch somehow if one of them is to die. And because... that would be a nice callback to the fact that every season has kept Fitz and Simmons apart yeah. at some point. And it's like for them to be physically apart mm. while one of them is dying, that exchange would break my heart. Yeah. That's probably what I needed. That's so what, what I needed. Like just imagine though with Fitz, like they go and find him. And like they, they made a big deal to it's like I'm I know you're gonna find him. Like, yeah, I'm confident we will too. And I'm like, of course you will like we're not ending this show. Ending the show. Absolutely one hundred percent ending the show. Going, don't know if we'll ever find Fitz. He might just be floating around Saturn mm. for no reason. Um but like Gemma jokes, I oh, and you didn't miss much, and I'm like, mm. he's gonna wake up and you're gonna go, okay, uh, 101, we're married. Um, <laughs> two, you defeated an alien race. You were in the future. You travelled back. Yeah. Um, see this guy, that's our grandson. No big deal. No big mm. deal. Um, that future you were freezing yourself for. We've solved that. So yeah. now we've come to pull you out of it. Yep. Uh, probably Enoch's probably still with him. Yes. Yep. Oh, Col- uh, Colson's dead. Did we, ma- did we mention did that? Did we mention yeah. that? Mention that. Uh, Talbot went dark side. Um, another alien yeah. race uh, has come down. Uh, like Max in charge now. Yeah. And again, without having season six, I quite confidently say they're not going to reference the snap. But all this is going on. I'm like, you know that between Thanos showing up and wrecking shit on like Asgard 2.0, the ship, at the start of Infinity War, and actually snapping in Wakanda, it's like a... Like, barely a matter of days. Yeah. There was nothing. So the idea that three episodes ago, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. had the Korath ship hovering over the lighthouse and they were talking on the news about some shit going down in New York. And as far as we know in the MCU, unless it's some other thing that's happened (laughs) months before Infinity War that we don't know about, we know that's the Q ship. That's Ebony Moore showing up to steal the necklace from the wizard and then there's only a matter of like 36, maybe 48 hours before they're in Wakanda. They're fighting in the snap. So yeah. a lot of shit's gone down. And then in five years of... Yeah. So the idea that like Coulson, they could have like, like imagine that you drop Coulson off in Tahiti, which is a nice moment. It's a magical place. He's like, this really is magical. I'm finally here. Not like some fake out that Fury gave me when he was uh, fixing me with Kree blood. And as the Quinjet flew over them, like May just... 
just like dust like because that would be roughly when that happened like how much more time or yeah. have they been away long enough and all of them have avoided the snap and like again it doesn't have to tie the movies it's got to wrap itself up and they probably thought you know what we're finishing up we don't have to tie and do arguably the biggest movie of all time and then they watch the movie and they go holy shit thank god we didn't tie ourselves into the biggest <laughs> movie of all time um but as a as a fan this far after where I know that they got a season six, where I know where Endgame went and how Infinity War ended, it just feels like oh, it doesn't all match up. But <laughs> there's, a, only... there's a part of me, there's a real like sinister, gross part of me that really wants to be like, you know, May and Coulson are there. Coulson is seconds from death. Like he's <laughs> five seconds from death. He turns to dust <laughs> for only five years later, yeah. him to come back. And then die, oh, and then die five seconds later. <laughs> In those like ten seconds between you saying him dying three, four, five seconds before he died from his other illness, yeah. I'd forgotten about the fact that when he come back, he would just die. Yeah, again. he would just die. <laughs> he would, he would come back five. Maybe he and May both get snapped. <laughs> so, oh no, you need you need to, you need May to just like be living that five years, yeah. knowing that Colson was snapped, and then for him to come back, have him for five seconds, and then to actually die of what he was dying of five he, he, years. He ago. like literally he he comes back and he goes. So that's what that feels like. Bang. That's his, <laughs> that's his final words again. Um, you know, actually just touching on that, the whole snap thing, I was thinking about the other day, the end of Infinity War, you know, we see a lot of people there in cars, you know, or like we saw in Spider-Man Far From Home, they're like doing gym practice or they're playing basketball or whatever. That was that was such a great shot if you saw Far From Home where yeah. they disappear, they come back in the middle of a basketball game and everyone gets knocked over. Um, at the end of Infinity War, in the post credit scene where Fury and Maria Hill are driving around whatever city, they turn around, there's like a chopper. Mm. Like there would otherwise be planes in the sky where pilots would have died. So when those pilots reemerge five years later, <gasps> they would reemerge in the thirty-three thousand the feet. They would reemerge five. Oh my years god! Later, I had only not considered to that. fall to a horrific death. Or even a... Do they remember? Do they know what the snap was? Like, do they just snap well, no, back and go... no, I don't think go, they have any memory. I don't, I don't they think they would either. Like it's a blink. So all they, of a sudden... What they f- call They call the blip. The in, blip um, in Spider-Man, yeah. In Spider-Man. So, and Feige has said there's two things. The snap was them dying. The blip was them coming back. So they get snapped. Five years later, they they get blipped and they come back. Immediately, they're like, where's my plane? Yeah. What if you're in a lift? <laughs> like, yes. or just, or just in a building, yeah. in a high-rise building yeah. that in those five years has been knocked down. You're in one of those buildings that was in bloody Chicago that it got knocked down by the ship. Yep. So when you reemerge, yep. <laughs> the building's no longer there, and you just plummet to your death. Because we know, we know roughly from Endgame, but definitely from Homecoming with that uh, basketball whatever scene, we know you reappear exactly where you exactly were where when you, you were. when you got snapped. So. Um, yeah, that's really dark about Colson. Wow, <laughs> I appreciate like the humor in the darkness. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I just, I really wanted to talk to someone about that who's another Marvel uh, MCU fan, and you're probably the best uh, example. But yeah, the, I'm just worried about the pilots yeah. or the passengers or whoever that reappeared in those planes. Yeah, imagine if it's just a whole plane, just yeah. ash, and they all just appear in their rows yeah. in midair, and then just that's drop. how Lost started. Oh! oh! I just brought J.J. Abrams into the Marvel Universe, oh, Maddie. Wish self- you hadn't. <laughs> Self-destructs. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, well, uh, I don't know where else we're going from there. Um, but, we'll, you know, we are going to be back. There is a season... Well, I say we. 
you're going to come and we're going to talk gifted. I just might have to go, and what about shield? Um, you tell me. What yeah, about <laughs> Maybe that's it. You talk gifted, I talk shield. We talk Marvel TV. So we'll be back. What we're going to be talking about, you'll find out next episode. Who knows? So thank you for seeing the season out with me, Maddie. Thank you for talking I'm a about this. I'm a completionist. A year and a half after it was even out. I'm pathetic. I'm going to start yeah. watching more TV shows. <laughs> As of this recording, I am on a plane to Los Angeles in six hours. And uh, why are we even recording? I'm going to go. So you're strapped to a chair with nothing to do but watch things. Basically. So I'm going to be catching up on a lot of other TV shows that came out five or six years ago. So when I arrive back next week, after 26 hours of flight time, I will be no more caught up on the recent TV shows, <laughs> but I will have, you know, got little quick wins. I can so. think of four shows you could you could just stream, you could just get rid of mm-hmm, from your mm-hmm. watching thing. Oh, right. Oh, just, just get rid of. Well, I mean, not, one, not burn through, but get rid of. Just stop watching. I, See, think, I mean, I know one of them's ending, so yes, that'll help. I believe you can sum them up, starting with D, ending with C. Um, okay, good. Well, Dickhead Belanti C? Oh, no, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. <laughs> well, either way, it fits in, in your narrative. So thank you, Matty. Uh, thank you, Mitch. We'll see you more Marvel TV. Uh, we Obviously, you can catch us both on uh, the Stargate SG1 podcast that we're obviously a very big and very proud part of Get Into Gate. Very similar to Get Into Geek. Anyway, you found us on Get Into Geek. Change that last word to gate, and you've got us there on Get It to Gate. 140 plus episodes at this stage. A first watch, rewatch podcast. If you are new to it, go back and join that. It's fun, it's loose. And we'll be back for more Get Into Geek on our next podcast, whenever that may be, when I return from Los Angeles. No trouble. Um, Hopefully, you don't get snapped out midway. Oh, shit, that would be awful. <laughs> All right, we'll be back soon with more Get Into Geek. Catch you then. Bye. Get Into Geek.